Mic check one two one two. You want to beef with the podcast kings? What is you gonna do? You know what this is. You know what time it is. You don't know what day it is. Oh, oh. See, turn the way you at. You in a ball ass quality in and sweets right now, baby. The quality in while I'm holding it down. I feel that West Side do wild representing that one half of what's good America. I am the fabulous, the pseudo sexual. Mm-hmm. The mahogany king shit. Mm-hmm. I am C. Turner. And my right hand man on my left hand side, but still my left hand man on my right hand side. The other half of the dynamic duo. Mr. One Take. Mr. I said that. Don't at me at C. Turner. James Madison. Big Game Walton the third. What's going on, baby? Yo, we good. What's good, America? I'll tell you right now, man. You know, it's nice being employed. It's nice having a ball ass hat, you know what I mean. But I'm gonna be 100. I'm sad, man. It's the first Very broadcast good. in a long time, man. Shouts out to the old lady. She's up there supporting uh, her best friend's family. So I, I don't have my approval. Like y'all don't even know America. The key to every show for me is is to try to get her to laugh within the first three minutes of us talking. So if I don't have that, I don't know. I gotta try something with Chris Turner. So Chris, man. Real talk, dude. This is gonna get you laughing. I'm almost done with One Tree Hill. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had to say, man. It's it's coming to an end. I, I don't know if it's gonna be a give me a minute. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, man. But I'm running out of episodes, man. It's gonna be time for a new new guilty pleasure show, man. I don't know, man. Maybe I have to start watching Gossip Girl or something. Don't tell Callie I said that shit. She'll be like, dude, Ooh. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. The <laughs> show you need to watch, the show you need to pick up right now, I don't know if you've watched it before, is New Girl. Man, look, you don't you don't you even want to get into shit. You don't want to get into a New Girl conversation. Ask Tammy Bonkowski and Callie Palmer. <laughs> I fall asleep to New Girl every night. I know everything about that show. Hey, you I, just get started on that shit? I just finished it. Like, I'm hooked. Like, I have episodes just to watch them. What's your, fav- what's your favorite shit. episode? And then we'll get on topic. What's your favorite? What Like, what are your couple favorite episodes that you go to? All right. So, my most favorite episode, more than anything else, would be when, um, uh, when Schmidt and the whole gang tried to ruin old girl's wedding because he was still in love with her. But then he brought like his new girl. He brought his new big girlfriend with him. Oh and, like, they did the whole show. <laughs> Winston was chasing. They was chasing the badger. Hey, prank, prank, Sinatra, man, Winnie the Bish. Oh, hey, I love how Winnie goes from like not enough to like way too much on the pranks, though. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that one. Oh, so you've watched all the seasons, right? I've watched all the seasons, though. All right, so I had to say my go-to favorite one. I got a few of them, but it's the girl fight episode with uh, Jess uh, and Cece get into it over that purse. And, yeah. Coach, and Coach is like, <laughs> me and Cece, we've been all over the Great Plains. Colorado, <laughs> Kansas, Montana, <laughs> Nebraska. Need I say more? See, Coach gets it. <laughs> they start beating the hell out of each other over that purse. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. When they, re- when they replaced Coach, like, I was like, okay, now the show's gonna suck. But they brought in Winston, and I was like, you know what? 
usually when you replace a character, like the show goes downhill. But like it, it kept the same momentum. It kept the same energy. Winston like so, I love it. New Girl. There, Winston's character arc. So you know what? We're getting off topic, man. Yeah, it, it got off topic quick. It's all good though, and that's why it's our show, man. We, we'll have to come back and do New Girl. I might have Tammy Bonkowski on for that one. Let us be a New Girl. <laughs> Tammy, all right. So let me let me start it off first. Um, like I said, we are the one take, the one take crew, right? Quick. So, but I got to start off. So two. Uh, to correct something from the last uh, episode, so it was not 1.7 million. Well, it was yeah. 1.7 million, but it was to something else. She gave 40 million a piece, and this is Bezos' ex-wife, uh, Mackenzie Scott. She gave 40 million a piece to Hampton and Howard University, which even at the same time, that's still two bowl championship games. That's two national championship games she gave to them in one city. But she gave 1.7 billion to other activist groups that support, like the Black Lives Matter movement, that are supporting minorities getting—I don't want to say what they deserve, but having a better chance of standing up on their own and fighting for what's right. So that is the correction. That is the editing from the last episode. So 40 million to Hampton, 40 million to Howard, 1.7 billion to other activist groups involved. Yeah. So. Is the correction. So, as far as tonight goes, <laughs> this is uh, all me, man. Like, this is me. I I, I called the summit today. Yeah, because um, I got to get some shit off my chest, man. And it's gonna be kind of like the free flow that we had when we when we talked about what uh, Miss Scott, uh, formerly known to us, and around. she's her. That's her maiden name is Scott. Yeah, you know where is Bezos X. That, that you know, good for her, you know, you know, doing what she did, you know, and add her own. Right. This is kind of gonna flow like that, Chris. And I'm gonna tell you right now, man, it's it, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna come off a little bit harsh. It's not meant that way, because don't worry, it's only screwball. I'm only drinking screwball, so I should be all right. And I just started normally I pregame before this show, but I'm chilling, you know. All right. I wanna kick this off this way, man. Um First and foremost, I want to say that I'm happy that we are going to have an NFL season. You know, it's uh, yeah. definitely you and I have both talked about throughout the start of this podcast. We both believed that the NFL would play. We weren't so sure about college football and how they're going to handle that. You know, that you know, I, nice. we'll get, I think when we get closer to the end of August and we don't have opening day games, you know, that might be the time for us to really touch on it and the impact that's going to have. But, you know, I'm very grateful the NFL is pushing forward. I think the number is at 66 players that have opted out for the season, uh, which I, I, I definitely respect those guys and the decision-making. Um, yeah. And this is definitely not where this is going. It has nothing to do with that. And I'm on record as saying anybody that's got a problem with these guys doing that, uh, stop playing because it's happening at Frito-Lay. I can tell you that right now. People are opting out rightfully so because they should be worried because as we've all come to find out, whether you've believed or not, it's real. This shit is real. But where I'm coming from really kind of starts with that, CT. Uh, so we're all aware that players are receiving, you know, the ability to take some cash, uh, for not playing. They're getting stipends for the year. 
Right. And what triggered this right here in America is this. These players are going to have to pay this money back. Um, and it's, a, it's one of those things that hasn't really been discussed. I caught it. It came over my phone, Pro Football Weekly, I think Sports Yahoo. I, you know, I really don't watch ESPN as much as I should. I think a lot of it's because, you know, I, I like Stephen A. Smith and Max, but I want their jobs or I want to be on that show. I want a salary. So sometimes you just can't look at the competition as much as I love Skip and Shannon. You know, I ain't watched them. I got to catch Uncle Shay, you know, on black Twitter when he drops knowledge because I love Uncle Shay. That's my guy. Shay show up. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's talking about this. And really what it brings me back to is the shit that I was right about and what I've been talking about. I am still disappointed in the guys that I love. The NFL for me is about the players. As Michael Jordan said in The Last Dance, front offices don't win championships. Players win championships. Front offices can put you in position, you know, by accumulating the right players. But players have to go out in the field and play together as a team. Players and coaches win. And I continually going to beat this drum. I'm so upset with how the collective bargaining agreement was handled because shit like this is happening to my guys. And it's really kind of forced them to play. You know, like, think about it. If they were like, you know what? Nah, I ain't going to play. You know, we got a lot of things going on. You know, we got things happening across the country and, We've got social activist things we want to go because remember, as we've noted, the league is 74 to 75% black. So if they wanted to really focus on that and, you know, and take their cash, depending on how their contracts are done, they can't even do that because the way this is set up, Chris, if they take the opt out and let's say they qualify for the 350, they have to pay their respective team back $350,000 for looking out for their families and their kids and the well-being of those in their houses. I mean, you got your ass whooped on this one, NFL players. There is no way, there is no other league that would allow this to happen to their players. If LeBron James opted out and they were like, all right, LeBron, we're going to give you this portion of your contract, but you got to pay it back to us at the start of next year. No, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and I can't believe that it's not being spoken upon more, that because I'm looking out for myself and you want to do the right thing, but then I got to, you know, this is not like me borrowing $100 from Chris, which I have before, and paid him. (laughs) You know, that's a couple of people, you know, hey. We'll leave that at that, you know. I still owe some of y'all some money. I'm working on it. I'm working, okay? So don't don't be trying to blast me like, Walt, you still owe me. I know. I'm working on the shit. Okay, that's <laughs> this is more. Okay, this, is not, this is not the episode to go open season, all right? But the point I want to make is that the players failed themselves going into this year. And I just don't – I don't see any way that we're going to be any happier uh, as a player in the NFL, I'm really worried about him. And I think this is really kind of getting brushed under. And it is what it is. And, and don't get me wrong, fiance and I even discussed other things, but I'm going to bring them up on this uh, conversation that it just really isn't the time. But shit, at the end of the day, 
Like, there's other companies that are taking care of their players, excuse me, their employees that are out there still compensating them, especially when they generate as much money. I don't know, man. What, what do you got to say about this? I feel like I'm a little disjointed. I'm not no, as no, no. as I was yesterday. Maybe I've calmed down. But. So here's why, and this is just my opinion, and I, I guess I like out of the two of us, I'm the one who equates everything back to money. That's like I, I think everything always comes down to money and then feeling second. Here's why it's being brushed under the rug. So say James Madison Walton the third rookie this year gets picked up, free agent, gets picked up by the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. And I read the same article that you that you said because you sent it to me. James gets picked up. They call him after the draft, like, hey, James, listen. We would have drafted you, but certain things didn't happen. So-and-so fell here, so-and-so fell there, but we want you in camp. How can we make this happen? You guys negotiate everything. Walt now shows up in Santa Clara to go play for the 49ers. COVID hits, all right? Now, knock on wood, there's no season. You take that advance. You get that money. The reason why it's being swept under the rug, because – if Walt during his quarantine times still gets COVID and gets hurt or whatever the case may be, it can't play. Now Walt can't pay that money back because the 49ers picked up Antonio Brown instead of Walt, which would be a, a shitty move in the first place because I roll with Walt in the goddamn day. But <laughs> now, now Walt's not playing. So now do you see a team, an NFL billion-dollar franchise, going to chase down, and I'm going to throw race into it, a young black man over $350,000 that they gave him in good faith, do you see a billion-dollar company going to chase down somebody over that essentially crumbs to them? It's a, it's, a, it's a bad look. It's a bad PR look if I'm going to – if I'm a billion-dollar company and I'm chasing down a receiver that I asked to come in as a free agent and I'm now putting a debt on this man that he may – because who's to say he gets another free agent deal? Who's to say he gets another contract? Who's to say he doesn't end up in the IFL or Canada and now he's essentially playing in those leagues free because he has to pay back that $350,000? That's the reason why it's being swept under the rug because if they have to go after somebody for that money, it's a bad PR look because the first thing – and Wrong or right, the first thing that's going to happen is race is going to come involved. And it's, oh, man, look how the Niners are coming after this young black kid who was chasing his dream, and he got hurt because he opted out of his contract because he had a new kid or he had a wife that had asthma and all this other stuff. That's why it's not being publicized because if they have to go after somebody, they don't want anybody to know. That's my take on it. That's a good take, man. And that's why I'm really frustrated with the fact that, like, they spent time work. Like, this this gets to my point. You, you helped me. You, re, you recharged it. Thank you, Chris. It gets to my point of this. They had to agree on terms before they went to camp. Right. Based on everything that was happening. And the players agreed to this money not being guaranteed to them. I don't understand that this is the most powerful sports league in all the world the world 
And yet, these players, more than ever, see, you know, in 82 and 87, you know, when there were some strikes or whatever, fantasy football didn't exist. DraftKings didn't exist. Bud Light wasn't on every commercial. Correct. Cole and Gatorade were around, but they weren't like, you know, it was just Joe, Joe Green throwing a jersey at somebody. Correct. You know Airlines, these banks that have their names on stadiums, um, every single owner basically be included into the top 0.1% of the world. There's not an owner in the NFL that it, that is not worth yeah. Well, I'm not sure what happened. Go ahead. Go back into it. So it's Me not either. an owner. Right and, and, yeah. And with that, to me, it just seems to me that this is the one time as a player that they need you guys. Because if you don't play, they really going to lose a lot of money. Because so much money is wrapped up. I mean, we could probably go get into it. It'd be a great episode for Dallas. I wonder if we dug into what type of percentages they're getting off of fantasy football and DraftKings leagues and, and FanDuel and all that shit. I wonder what type of cut those owners are getting. Because I guarantee you, in the NBA, the players are getting more of that cut. I bet it's a 50-50 split in the NBA or the NHL or Major League Baseball uh, in comparison to NFL, where it's probably the owners are getting all that shit. Yeah. Sort of revenue share. And and for me, as a player, it just makes me go back to the whole thing. The collective bargaining agreement, it was way way too easy. Like, I was expecting um, there to be a lockout. Like, I thought they were going to lock out anyway, right in the camp, just like we had in 2011. Right. You know? But once again, I feel like they've been hoodwinked, uh, bamboozled, run amok, man. And I just, for me, I for the life of it, if I'm sitting there looking at this guy with $5 billion and I go, hey, man, just cut me a portion of my check now or a portion of my game checks and call it good and I'll see you next year. And if I make the team great, if I don't, like my contract is, it's the NFL. Your contract's never guaranteed. You can be voided. Exactly. You know, with no repercussions uh, from that for the ownership to, to just cut you. Why would you not agree to make sure that everything that happens with COVID, because you're putting your life on the line. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah, out you're there running. Right. You know, this is this is football, man. Like we know what each other smells like on the field. We know what you had for lunch. <laughs> You know, the buffet before the game, the whole shit, you know what I mean? That's why I brush my teeth before every game. You know, we was eating that hog wild, man. I had, you know, I had to to take that shower before the game. Shout out to hog wild in Billings, Montana. You know what I'm saying? Can't have that spaghetti and that garlic. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, you ain't ready to play. I had to brush that out. I had to smell like scope. So these guys are breathing on each other, man, like – the thing passes, you know, that way. So that's just where I'm at with it, Chris. Like, I just, 
I don't get it. No. I mean, honestly, it was it was a I don't want to say an oversight, but they took crumbs out of the CBA collective bargaining agreement when they could have taken the whole cake. Like it's you you legitimately and it won't be another time like this, hopefully. But you you walk down and you negotiated a deal where you had all the leverage, like all of it. Like you could have legitimately pushed all in and said, listen, I want this. I want the fact that if I smoke weed, there's no consequences because it's pretty much legal in most states. I want um, a ban to my money and not have to pay it back. I want health care for all the players that who have gone in seasons before who are like having health issues now. I, and like you could have went to the table with 10 demands and got 11 of them. Is what you could have done because if you say all that and then say, well, Rock, listen, I got 10 demands. If I don't get all 10, we not playing. Yeah. And the thing about it, the 10 demands you could have asked for, they wouldn't have been unreasonable. It wouldn't have been something like, oh, they're just, well, here's the thing. Certain people are going to see you as uh, overpaid crybabies as it is, and there's nothing you can do about that. But to anybody who's ever played the game, to anybody who has a heart and has concern and gives a damn about the people who put those helmets on and those cleats on, they're not outrageous demands. Like, it's legit. Like, I want health care for the guys who made the game the way it is now. Like, I want to be able to – and this isn't all of them, but some of them. Like, I want people like Josh Brown who smoke weed for mental conditions. I want them to be able to – I want them to be able to do that and not have to worry about being drug tested because it's legal. Like, he has a green card. So why is something that's legal in the United States in, I think, like 40-something states now for medical – why is it that it's not legal in the NFL, which is not in every state, not higher than the criminal justice law that we set forth day to day? Like, I want that to be able to happen. So you walk down and you got crumbs. So you walk down and you got the weed. And I think that was pretty much it. Oh, you walk down, you got weed, you got preseason cut, and then shorter practice times. and then they threw on, okay, well, fine. No preseason. You got 18 games then. Oh, you want shorter practices? No problem. We'll throw in another playoff game. So it's like, did they even really win? No. Which I think brings me to – it's maybe it's a, like stipend is one thing, but it brings me really just to a head. Let's just call a spade a spade. And I love these guys, man. Like, if these words are ever – heard by people that I have a lot of respect and admiration for and I'm a fan of, which is every player that plays the NFL. It's, it's funny how age happens. You know, I used to hate certain dudes. You know, just yeah. like was, they was, you know, they was taking your number four receiver spot. You know, you're like, man. Yeah. I know I'm better than this dude. Yep. You know I mean? But now it's like I love them all, man. And I just feel like they just – they missed it, dude. And I'm so disappointed in them. Because the one thing now that I don't want to see, I don't want to see anybody complaining. No. I don't want to see it. Because to me, you've lost leverage. 
And the other article that I sent to America was an article where I'm pretty sure a lot of you fantasy heads are, are very excited because there have been basically no holdouts. But that was written into the, the CBA. Yep. So here's my prime example of why holding out – like holdouts are necessary in the game of football based on the way that they're paid. They need to happen. Because you're right, yeah, I live half a mile away from Levi Stadium. And there's a football player up there that's getting set to make $735,000. And he's arguably the best player at his position. And this is his fourth year. And because he has no ability to hold out without losing into that $700,000 that he's going to get, he has to sit there and just play and risk injury and risk his value. And the player I'm talking about is George Kittle. Yep. Who was one of the most popular players in all the NFL. Matter of fact, I think the players voted him into like the top 10. Yep. Okay, so that NFL 100 is a big deal, people, because that's not done by the media. That's your peers. That's your peers. And when the peers tell you you're one of the top 10 players in the entire league, okay, do 32 times 53 and come out to that math. That's how many players are in that league. And when you're in the top 10 of that, you've done something in your career. You only got to get there one time and to go, hey, at one point, I was one of the 10 best players in the world. That's saying something. So yep. here's a guy right here who is grossly underpaid. Yep. For what he does. He basically got them the one seed that got them to the Super Bowl. That catch and run versus New Orleans is what did it. Because they were losing. And Jimmy G, I remember the quotes because I'm here. Jimmy G said, you better get, I, he said, George, you better get open because the ball is coming to you, period. On one, ready break. And they broke the huddle. And he threw it to George and not only did George catch it, George dragged the guy for 20 yards to get Robbie Gold. We miss you, Robbie. Come back. Sure. Um, <laughs> to get Robbie in position to win that game against a very good New Orleans team. Here, Dalvin Cook is another guy. Now, Dalvin Cook's had his fair share of injuries. So if I was Dalvin Cook, I would definitely be holding out. I only average 12 games a year. At some point, I'm going to get hurt. I need to make sure I yep. secure that bag. Do I deserve the AP bag? Probably not. Okay. We're never going to see. Actually, we have seen it because uh, that's what Zeke got. Zeke got that close to that. You know, and I think Zeke deserved it. Which is why Dak won't be paid. Yeah. And rightfully so, because at the end of the day, Zeke is about to go nuts. They just watched that white boy down there in Carolina get off and get paid. and he is arguably the best player in the league. It's an argument. It's It's an an argument. Okay. I'm not saying – I'm just saying if you put a gun to my head and I had to draft somebody, first pick, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. A thousand and a thousand. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, whoa. A little preemptive talk real quick. 
So is that your first pick in fantasy football for the live show? <laughs> Absolutely not. I will not be revealing that pick until the live show. Because I don't okay, know, okay. I, Chris, I don't I don't know I don't know when I'm I don't know when I'm picking. I, I think I think okay. we're gonna have multiple live shows that day. Because I yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, it all depends on when I'm when I'm picking. I know when our champion is picking, but I don't Listen. know when I'm picking because I was trash last year. Listen, that show could right. be a goddamn marathon, okay? Oh, like I, that show will be a damn marathon show. We'll tell you right now, just tune into Facebook Live. The Sunday before Labor Day. day. Chris Turner might even just start the stream. He might just be hanging out at the Legion. Oh yeah, Maria, we're gonna we're gonna live stream from your bar. So I don't know. Thanks in advance. (laughs) Just want to let you know. um, Just be ready, and all the patrons coming in on Sunday because I'm acting ass. I normally do it my own draft anyway. Everybody else is so serious, but yeah, I'll be good and hammered uh, by the time I walk in that bar. But that's my point, man. It's just, it just comes back to just, I just don't understand. Like players are all like, Oh, but Russell, you got yours. And Aaron, we know how much you got. And these are the guys that were saying, no, JJ Watt. One of the guys saying no to this deal. Like guys, trust us. We know. That's why we got our bags, but we're trying to set it up for the players that are coming after us. You know, we got to get we, – we, we should be tired of looking at other leagues and this whole thing. thing. And that's what's happening now. Now people are going to look at this Patrick Mahomes contract. I can't wait till we dive into this Patrick Mahomes contract. All right. I got to do a little bit more research before I really bash it because either way you shake it, $500 million is a lot of money. It is. But I, it's, it's a – like I said, like you said, we'll go deep into it. At another time. But and you know why they did it. You know why they did it. They want to <laughs> It ain't baseball that's got the richest contract in all the sports. It's the NFL. Publicity. That's Publicity. what it was. Because we can tell you right now, there is no way that Patrick Mahomes would get every single dollar of that contract, and they still would have been able to sign Chris Jones for the amount of money they signed him for. No fucking way. Patrick Mahomes' contract is all incentives. It is all incentives with an okay base. And he was smart enough. I give him credit. He basically did. It's basically a Tom Brady deal in 2020. Yep. That's all he did. But it's got a lot more perks to it. Like, all of a sudden, this dude owns the Kansas City Royals. So, give him credit for that. However he pulled that off in this deal, that that's probably a big part of it. <laughs> you know, we could really dive into that, man. But Chris, just to let you go, man, because I've been going for a little bit. I just the CBA just it hurt my heart for these players, man, because I just want them, you know, with what they put on the line. They don't put don't want a sport I know that puts as much on the line in our country like that is hockey. Because I went and saw the Sharks play. Them dudes skate hard and fast. And I don't know how don't get blown out in hockey. I got a lot of respect for the game of hockey. I actually know more about hockey than y'all would know because I'm the greatest NHL 93 Sega Genesis player to ever live. I've never been beat. And that is that is a fact. But go ahead, man. Like continue to dwell on the stupidity of some of our favorite people on the planet, the NFL players. 
that's a key word, and I'm glad you said that. I've never felt bad for somebody doing something stupid. Because if you do something stupid, you chose to do it. Now, if you do something ignorant, that means you didn't know any better. You did something stupid. You took the, essentially like the lowest hanging fruit and just ran with it. So I don't feel bad. Like, call it because I lasted 57 seconds in the NFL. Call it that. Call it whatever you want to call it. But I've never felt bad about when somebody did something stupid and then stupid shit happens after that. Like, I don't feel bad. Like, not at all, like not even a little bit, that, which is, which you can call it what you want from that, but I don't feel bad, though. Like, it's, you, you had some of the bigger stars in the league say, hey, um, this don't seem right. And you had a bunch of guys go along with like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, this is fine. This is fine. If the higher paid guys say, listen, I know we got our money already. And I know y'all are trying to get y'all money. I know. But I don't think this is right. Like, just listen to us for a second. Like, give them a chance to sweeten this deal because this shit don't look right. Like, you got to take the advice of people who already got it, who are still in the same league as you, who have as much to lose, if not more, than you. Like, you got to like, oh, damn, if J.J. and Russell say, man, this ain't right, maybe maybe we should listen to him real quick. But you didn't, so I don't feel bad. So when your ass got to pay back that 350000 with interest, because let's be honest, the NFL is not stupid. I'm not just going to give you 350 and then expect only 350 back. I only break even that way. I don't want to break even. I'm not the NFL, and I don't want – if I loan you $100, you better bring me back 110 Like, they don't want just 350 back. I guarantee you, the more and more you dig into this, if you don't pay that 350 back on, let's say it's November 1st, 2021, I guarantee you by November 2nd, 2021, that 350 is now 375. So, like, I, I don't feel bad when stupid shit happens to stupid people because, like, I tell my nine-year-old daughter, and I just like this, when you play a stupid game, you get a stupid ending. Period. Hey, wait, when wait. Do something. What what dumb game was she playing that that resulted oh in this? God. It was some stupid ass Animal Crossing game or some shit like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were you were real flagrant right there about how dumb dumb this was, and <laughs> I wanted a hey, all. Hey, that's why I love this podcast. I wanted what happened. That you were little, you you upset a little bit. Like the game just ended stupidly. Like it's just, and like she was, she looked at me like, "Is that it?" Like, yeah, yeah, it's a dumbass game. So what did you expect? Like some some miracle on Thirty Fourth Street to happen? Like you chose a dumbass game. So like <laughs> that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a.
Oh man, dude. I mean, and I, dude, I can get behind that. I really can. I just, I just feel bad because I'm sorry. It's so systematic. I, it, dude, this is the, this is the game that gave me my soon to be wife. It gave me this podcast. It gave me my friends that I have. It gave me my life experiences. And if I can tell you anything from my little bit of money that I made in football, which was definitely a little bit of money, you got to understand, man, like there comes a point where if, if you feel like you worth something, I hope you're working towards get it. Cause at least for me, let's just say that, you know, 2011 was, was going to be my year. Right. It was going to be my year. And I understand doing what's best for the team. See, like I understand Tom Brady and I understand Patrick Mahomes. I understand that. But what I don't understand is this logic that these players don't believe that these NFL owners won't guarantee your money. Like, are you guys obsessed with it needs to look a certain way when it comes out? It's all the vanity. Yep. Because to me, there's nothing doper than uh, the Matt Forte contract that I've brought up. There's nothing doper than the way Richard Sherman actually has handled his money. Richard Sherman put a lot of it on himself, got his guaranteed base, and has made a majority of his incentives after an Achilles. Like, take notes. Like, all you guys should have contracts like this. You know, it's like the only time I ever see a contract done right is the first-round rookies. Joe Burrow's probably going to get all $36 million of that. Every last penny. And let's not forget, Sam Bradford got $50 million. And he got every last every penny. dollar of it. And, and got two more contracts after that with some guaranteed money. So – to me, like, I just, Chris, it's, it's just, it's such a conundrum to me because, you know, why wouldn't you lean? I mean, you got guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick in this league. This guy's like the smartest dude to ever play in the league. Harvard. Well, this well, dude is you. more money. Let me stop you real quick. Okay. Here's why you shouldn't feel bad. I have to, man. I'm Chris, I'm getting old. I have to. Let me, let me, let me relate it to us. Let me relate it to us. Let's take it back to 2010. Because mm. 2009, we started to get tight. We started to get close or whatever. 2010, like by then, like we're full-fledged alcoholic friends. <laughs> Let's go back to then. Season's about to start. I'm making what I'm making. You're making the base. If I come to you and say, hey, Walt, you need to go talk to Mike P about this, this, and this. I know what he's trying to give you, but if you go talk to him about this, this, and this, I promise you, if you give it a second, you'll get paid in the long run. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to take your advice and go talk to him about that, that, and that. That's just me because, and I think the point you're getting at is because I didn't have anything. And why would I not take the advice of somebody that's getting more? You know what I mean? And, and, is, and is on my level. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And that's where I came in there. Like, I remember my meeting very clearly. I knew I had set numbers. And you know what's crazy? I went in there and asked for, like, two things. And I didn't quite get what I wanted, but I ended up getting more out of it, which was nice. I actually actually got a great deal, so I can't complain. 2010 was a good year. Hey, man, speaking of that, Muhammad Sham Shadim, I still love you, bro, but I'm still mad as hell you opened my envelope in front of price. Remember that shit? I'm still mad about that. I was high. I was high. I'm going to let out some trade secrets right fucking now. <laughs> I'm hot about that. I'm mad he snatched my envelope. I had to pick up all so, that. 2009, during the middle of the season, we're uh, in Fuck it. I'm going to let it all out. Fuck it. it. The outlaws don't fucking exist anymore. So, fuck it. I'm going to let out trade secrets. So, before the Alaska game, the Fairbanks game, when I fucking went nuts, and it was like my welcome to Billings, Montana shit. I went to – we played like four or five, six games before that, and I had a couple of sacks and this, that, and the third. I went to Mike P. I didn't go to Coach O. I didn't go to Chris. I didn't do shit. I went to the fucking – the farmer who owned the fucking horse. Mike, listen, um, I need more money or I'm done with this shit. I'm going to go home because at the time I was working in Miami at the Urban League getting paid like $19 an hour to be a fucking case manager and I only had three cases. So, Mike, I need more money or I'm done. I'm shutting this shit down. Well, Mike looked at me and said, well, I don't negotiate during the season. All right. Fuck it. I'm out. I went back to my room, called my damn mama. Hey, um, can you give me like a plane ticket for this weekend or something like that or a bus ride home or whatever? I missed practice that day. I ain't called nobody. I chilled in the room. Guess who was at my door the next fucking morning? What do you need? I told him what I fucking needed. He said, I don't know if I can do all that. Let's talk about it then. All right. Well, listen, if you can't do that, I need this, I need this, and then half of this for sacks and this, that, and the third. That man looked at me and said, all right, well, listen, you got to prove to me you work that goddamn much. Okay. So if you can go out in this next game and do this, this, and this, then you got yourself a deal. And for those of you who didn't see or weren't at their last few games, the Alaska game, I had three sacks, uh, five tackles for loss, two uh, fucking pass breakups, and I broke a kid's fucking back. Hey, so was, you was it had spinal? was it spinal? <laughs> so what I'm saying is, and it comes back to they had all the leverage, and at that time. I had all the fucking leverage because I had no backup. I didn't have a ba- I had no disrespect to Bullock. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't no, do it. Fuck no, fuck this. But this this hour show, I'm being real. At the time I had a I had a backup from an HBCU, which is not saying anything bad to HBCU, but yeah. my backup at that time was uh uh Eric Bullock from Delaware State or Norfolk State University. And then the backup who, or the swing guy, the guy who plays center and nose, 
was uh, Bonner, which I love Bonner to death. Five baby sigma till I die. But Bonner wasn't me. Bonner <laughs> couldn't do what I did. So I had all the fucking leverage to do what I needed to do. They had all the leverage. So I don't feel bad if somebody at IFL level, indoor football league level, had sense enough at 20-something years old to say, ah, fuck it, I'll chase a bag real quick. Just this, Now, mind you, I probably wasn't really going to go home, but you got to make that threat. Like, you you, you got to show that poker face, man. And, like, they didn't even have to show a poker face, which is the thing about it. Like, he just had to say, listen, man, either we get this or we done. We'll, we'll shut this shit down. And they wouldn't have even been seen as the bad guy. Like, they, they were in a win win situation they were in a situation where if they play under their conditions then you got everything you wanted if you don't play and COVID it is the reason why you don't play because you could have hid behind COVID-19 you could have hid behind that Rona and nobody would have blamed you nobody you had a win-win situation and all on America first F-bomb of the day you fucked yourself they did man they would all have guaranteed money right now. All their contracts would be rewritten. Their values would look a little bit different, but they'd have all their money and they would still have their practices the way they want. And they still would have their camps. Like I, and by the way, um, everything he said about the outlaws and what I said, it didn't happen. That's just a joke. That's just a joke. That's allegedly. 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 Man, fuck that. They can't go back and take my rings. Fuck that. That shit happened. Right, damn, you can't take my rings back, bitch. Fuck well, uh, Tommy, whoever, who runs I, know, I made the base for two years, and I caught a lot of touchdowns. I was underpaid. <laughs> anyway, um, with that being said, um, that's just you, – you hit it on the head, Chris. Like – we would still, I guarantee you, and that's what's crazy, because Corona hit right after the Super Bowl. Yep. It hit right after the Super Bowl. These mugs could have had a conversation and could have had like a, hey, listen, and talk to every, like we're having a caucus of the players that are in this league now. They can go sign whatever free agents they want to do. Like those guys got to do for them. Like, and I understand that that somebody was on the outside wanting to be in. You can tell me right now if they 2011 when they were talking about possible scabs, I'd have played. I was still yeah. in my prime. I'd have been yeah. in that league. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have dealt with it just to have one moment to be around an NFL coach to go. You know what? You ain't no scab. You can play. We're going we're gonna to get these guys back. We're going to find a practice spot for you, which is all I wanted. I just want to be on a practice squad for two years, run down on kickoff for two years, and retire with the pension. That was all I was trying to do, catch a touchdown in a playoff game. That's, my, it. that's all I wanted. So, I mean, when it comes to all this, Chris, I do agree with you in that sense. Like, it was that simple. And Corona actually – was there. That was God going You had the excuse. God gave you the out. People are so grateful. Oh, you know what I did see, though? I am going to touch on this. 
That's not going to be in my give me, give me a minute. I'm going to touch on this right now. You know, it's funny. I actually saw something on Facebook today about how I think right around Veterans Day, like there's going to be like bans now um, due to players kneeling that player. You yeah. know, that now we're going to have another boycott uh, of a different yep. side is going to happen now. I saw yep. that get shared and I thought that shit was adorable. And I was like, you know what? Everybody's just a mess. Everybody's a mess. Like, for real. Like, I understand it. You know what I'm saying? What happened to just, you know what I'm saying, just doing what the fuck you did in your house? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, bro. I just saw that shit. I was like, why? Why? Like, why? That's, that's why we're going to do it now? You know, blackballing somebody from a job is one thing. When a national horrific thing happens, and then that's why you want to boycott because somebody disagrees with you that way. <sighs> what tell you? Anyway, yeah. without getting into specifics, uh, back to what we were talking about, though. Um, I just really feel like, man, like maybe if I ever go back to school and somehow get some sort of degree, maybe I'll go be an agent. Because I'm telling you right now, these dudes are missing the boat. Guaranteed money. Guaranteed a $10 million three-year contract where you get all $10 million no matter what happens to you in training camp. We'll put the literature that you need to be at. This many workouts, this many camp, you know, in practice. But if you get hurt in any facet, you still gonna get paid for that season and your contract will still be there. That's all these dudes need. And that's all they need to argue for. I just like, you didn't like, you didn't think you were going to win the weed thing. Let enough of y'all keep getting tested positive for weed. And we're missing our stars because of weed. Cause the mayor public go, dude, it's weed. Like we're, we're hip to the game. Like, Chris was there. Like, we got homeboys that play. What the NFL does to ensure that they are not impaired in driving, they provide you. You have to pay for that shit, but they provide you with transportation. I know. One of my homeboys played. I used to call him every week and bother the shit out of him. Shout out to my boy, Tough Johnson. He used to bother Tough every week when he was back, when New York re-picked him up again, just to know. You know, like I thought I was good enough to be there. Dumb. That was a dumb <laughs> Dumbass thought. But I was hollering at him all the time. He was breaking down the science and everything they do to protect and help and build bodies up and all that shit. Like, they are invested in you. But you know what? They're not really as invested as you think because they're not guaranteeing your money. No. And I'm sorry to use such harsh words, but I'm going to continue to say it. It is slave mentality in the NFL. At the end of the day, these motherfuckers, they pick you out. Look at look what they do at the combine. They put you out in front. You take your shirt off. Look at Tom. Tom Brady's got to look at that shit every year. Draft. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know what Tom Brady <laughs> You know what happened to Tom Brady in the 1800s, 1700s? You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> might have, they might have stoned him. They don't they, you know, get chill So scrawny, ugly ass on this. Tom, <laughs> Tom wouldn't have one bail on his back. They'd be like, what am I going to do with this? What is, what is oh, he going to do? He has pretty eyes, but what is that going to do for me? You know what I'm saying? Oh. The mistress would have had to had enough. get him anyway. We can, we can build it. So that's all I'm saying, man. It all listen, guys. And I'm sorry. We're, we're we're in a time where it all ties back, and that's the reason why there's so much confliction with this league uh, yeah. is the fact that you see these things happen, and people don't want to buy into uh, the undertones of what goes on in the NFL. But let's call a spade a spade. Outside of Jacksonville, you got some old ass white dudes. Calling shots, bro. Hey, hey, we're gonna leave it at that because that is a thousand percent right, and that's a show all by its goddamn self. So it's now time for America's favorite sign off, which is give me a minute. Uh Walt, would you like to go first? Would you like to go second? You know what, Chris? I'm actually gonna go first because I just don't know what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna say a couple okay. things, man. So let me just let me let me just go with it. So I've done good. I've only had a couple glasses of the screwball. <laughs> Ooh, the ice melted too. That shit is burning good. So here we go. America, <sighs> give me a minute. There are a lot of great things going on in the world right now, in my mind, and I'm talking about the sports world. Not in the normal world where shit is still a mess. But, but there's a lot of things that this show has talked about that we are seeing really kind of come to fruition. And it's, it's been fun to watch us predict the future quite a bit. We've been wrong here and there, but yeah. we've been right. But I do want to make sure that I make sure that I touch base on the things that we've covered and the things that I've seen happen. Recently, we've talked about uh, the effect of Bryson DeChambeau. I just saw this guy today, Chris, hit a ball 340 yards in the air. I watched. This dude looks like he could play tight end right now for the Niners. He could be the backup. Incredible. Shout out Dallas Leslie for bringing that. We've talked about Tiger Woods before or after. I've never seen this guy smile so much on a golf course today. It looked like he was having fun. He looked good. And you know what? I got a feeling Tiger's back to doing old Tiger things because he looked, he, this is the way Tiger used to play before he would win a major. That's all I'm saying. Tiger got the holes again. <laughs> we talked about Tiger Woods before after the holes. It comes true. <laughs> We have talked about the legacy of LeBron James in the show. We always will. We have much respect for the guy, but now his groin's acting up. They've got the one seed, and we've actually talked about, will this be an asterisk for LeBron James? And now the groin's flaring up all of a sudden. You know what I mean? The dude's been off for how many months? I see Chris looking back there. I don't know if there's a calendar back there, but he's been off for a minute, and a groin is flaring up? Let me tell you something. I had a torn groin. You know how torn that groin was that I played with in 2009? Our team doctor, when he got the MRI back, he said, I'm going to hide this from the NFL scouts so they don't see that. That's how bad my shit was to where it's like, you're not even going to get a free agent shot. 
So that's how I feel about torn groins where you can still function. That ain't all the way torn off yet. Tears, shit sucks. But you know what? You go and get that stem. So asterisks we've talked about. The Last Dance somehow is still a top 10 watch on Netflix. And that shit was yeah. on a few months ago. That's incredible. Greatest sports television maybe ever made. We talked about that. And lastly, guys, it's happening. One Tree Hill is coming to an end for you, boy. And I'm disappointed in Chris Turner. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I know for a fact he has not watched one episode after I told him to watch an episode. He wanted He got a job. He looks all cute over there in his uh, Marriott Inn reserve suite that he got, you know, courtesy to J.O.B. You know, he got the Marriott Inn Junior Estates suite. Look at, look at how nice his room is. That's a big ass room. That's a nice job. Shout out to your bosses. Shout out to your CEO. Okay. And I know they listen. So triple shout out to y'all. Appreciate the confidence in us, by the way, too. We're trying to make y'all proud. We're trying to get to y'all level. But at the end of the day, Chris, you have to watch this show. And I am urging all of America at some point, watch the first three episodes of One Tree Hill. And if you don't finish season one, then I was wrong. But I can tell you right now, I have been exhausted from this show. <laughs> in my relationship, she's like, God, I wish that show would just end. Why would I ever play that for you? And then lastly, put this. The countdown is on, guys. Our live show should be happening, I think, about 31 days from now. And when I tell you that Go. this thing is going to be something probably like none of you have ever seen, it's going to be incredible. And I just pray to you, to the gods of sponsors for whatever it may be to get us where we can do this all the time and get away from our jobs. I guarantee we won't let you down. We have so many things and so many people that we can talk to that want to talk to us. You're going to see more guests. You're going to see a ladies only show. I mean, that's what I've talked about. Chris, let me know. I've talked about basically just having the girls take over our show and we're just, we're going to flip, we're going to flip the script and we're going to watch the playback and watch them get our show picked up. It'll be like, the, <laughs> it'll be the show that comes on after the talk. I'll be so pissed off if we get picked up just because of this. So <laughs> I think all in all, America, I think basically what my give me a minute is to you guys, man, is just thank you for the support. Thank you for the love that have been there. For those we haven't reached, we're going to still try to reach you. We're going to continue to talk about things. We're going to continue to piss people off. Um, and at the end of the day, we are what's good for you, America. Floor is yours, my man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm positive, man. I'm, I wasn't that drunk, so I went positive. So, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. So, my give me a minute before I get into it. I had two. I came to the table with two. And as soon as the show started, I decided I was going to go with the more serious one. Just know. The one on Saturday is petty as shit. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going in. That's going to be. Actually, so, Chris is going in. I'm just going to. I'm actually going to play the good guy again. 
just know that on the show on Saturday, it's petty as shit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> America, give me a minute. Um, we got an expression in the South that says, uh, "You give," and it, it might be nationwide now, but it's the expression my mom always told me was, "You give somebody their flowers while they're alive because they can't appreciate them when they're dead." So there's a couple people I want to give the flowers to right now, and here's how much I've been wanting to give. I've been wanting to do this. From Missoula to uh, Billings, Billings to Missoula, it's like a five-hour drive. I usually make it in like 4.15, 4.30. I had to rehearse this shit, and I got emotional every fucking time I said it. I'm trying not to get emotional now because it's a camera on me, and I don't, need to, I don't need nobody seeing me being a bitch. So, first and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to my co-host, the, the man, the myth, and legend himself. I personally don't have too too many like tight guys I'm tight with because I'm an asshole and everybody can't fucking take it but I will give my, my flowers to my right hand man on my left hand side James Madison Walton III because this dream this whatever you want to call it like this shit means the fucking world to me and like I appreciate somebody who is willing to get on the air and talk shit with me and go back and forth with me and not get butt hurt not and just be able to dish it as much as I give it out. So, like I said, like when me and him first met, I was a thousand miles away from anybody I knew and loved. And like this man, day one, it took day nine for me, but day one, that man accepted me and I fucking appreciate it. And brother, I love you till the end of, end of everything. And I'm gonna be that drunk black dude at your wedding just called to nothing but shit. So I want, I want to give the flowers to my guy. Um, the next guys I want to give the flowers to is uh, the same situation. A thousand miles away from everything, I was at school and they had, they adopted me in. My brother's a Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Two specifically though. They got a, podca- a podcast called The Top Five Podcast. Um, I mentioned their podcast because Darwin uh, Slow Roller Moore, that's his fraternity name, and Satori I can't think of his frat name now. I'm just going to call his ass Big Money because he's living in fucking Thailand right now. <laughs> but the Tory, uh, McDaniels, S. Donald, they gave us this platform. Um, and I know I'm running over a minute and I don't really give a damn. They had a podcast. They have a podcast. It's on the Anchor app. Go check it out. But instead of being like, because I told him one night, like, man, like me and my homeboy want to get a podcast started. Instead of him being like, oh man, yeah, y'all, y'all should look into that. This man pretty much walked me through how to get a podcast started on the same platform as him. And at no time was he like, oh, well, this is going to take away from, from what I do and from my followers and my listeners and my friends and all that stuff. At no time did he do that. He wholeheartedly walk me through how to do it and then he said like man listen if you got any problems shit man just let me know and I'll, I'll shit we'll figure it out and he was one of the first people to listen to our podcast he was one of the first one to give me some criticism and and like to have some feedback about it like like it's rare to find people who if you're trying to get in the same lane as them 
for them to slow down and let you in. Like it's think about how many times you've been in traffic and you just want to try to merge in and people look at you like, yeah, not today, buddy. This man gave me the the role, the lane, the platform to do what we do. So shout out to Didi, shout out to Satori, man. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all to the end of it. Y'all accepted me in school when I was a thousand miles away from everybody, and you gave me a lane for me and wanting to follow our dreams. So man, I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Also, and I, I, this is the part I got emotional on the shit when I was in the car. My wife. Yeah. I ain't looking for. I ain't looking for no kudos. I ain't trying to get no extra anything. When I say this woman has been there with me when I was making footlocker money, when I was making outlaw money, which was better than some, but when I was struggling. What happened to Roses, like, man? <laughs> Damn. Well, you know what happened? Just all sorts of just, just pissed all over my motherfucking flowers. Okay, keep going. Anyway, this woman has been there for me day one through year fuck year 11 yeah so so my flowers my love my roses my everything goes to this woman because she's been there since day one she's there now she supports me when I gotta go on these stupid ass business trips and be in this ball ass hotel (laughs) for a week um, and for those of y'all who just listen to Anchor, I just showed this ball ass suite I'm in right now at the Quality Inn and Suites. But she's been there since day one. She supported me. She loves me. She appreciates me. I don't know why. I am a, a six foot four piece of shit, but she fucking loves me and I appreciate it. So, those are my flowers to everybody. I know it got emotional at the end. I'm sorry. It is what it is. We are real people. This is what we do. But yeah. just know, on Saturday, because I already got, I already got this one formed. <laughs> My next, give me a minute, is petty and as ignorant as shit. Well, I'm glad I got my flowers now because I might be on the receiving end of that. I never know with you because you know you <laughs> last time we were on this, you just shit all over my city, man. I just, you know, I bang bang. <laughs> that one, that was really good. You. Trubisky the hell out of me. That was impressive. I, I actually, America, I don't even listen to these back half the time, but we were listening to one for uh, the fiance went back home for a little bit. And I was listening to that and I was dying laughing. I was like, this dude had me set up. I don't know what he was going to say. <laughs> and it upsets me that he's basically, I mean, we're on show 20 something or whatever, and he's basically won 75 to 80%. <laughs> bang, bang. He's won 75% of these. Give me a minute. You know, so he's basically the uh, black NFL population. Oops, that's what I had in there. Um, oh, that slid in there. He is right about that Roses thing. That is a, that is a saying from the South. Uh, but I think that's more of a – it's definitely a cultural thing. Uh, yeah. Because I've heard it before. It's actually been the theme and uh, certain things that I'm looking to do in my life myself. So I'm all about that. I've said it with Coach O. You know, him not being in the IFL Hall of Fame is a disgrace. It's a, a fucking travesty. You know, and I even told him this. You know, we were talking, might have been a few weeks ago. I said, you know, actually in the history of football, how many pro-black coaches have titles? And I think we counted in our hands five. 
he's one of five pro black coaches because I had to ask him to anybody in the arena, you know, like old, the old AFL when they were making that bank. I don't think there were really any black coaches that wanted. No. And nope. him and Dixie Wooten are the two that I know in indoor football. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are no black CFL coaches ever. Nope. Um, and in the NFL, we know it's Dungy and Tomlin. That's it. That's it. Head coaches. And I said, oh, they, you know what? Luckily, he's a young guy. But it's like, dude, it's time, man. Like, just, it's just time to, to do that. And for him to say that stuff about me, that's, that's tough for him to do, America, because he was a dick. Let's just call it what it was. He was a dick. Yeah, that, that's pretty true. Pretty true. Nine, I guess it might have been nine days he'd like me, but it carried on for two months. <laughs> all, he knew was, all he knew was I could get him on the radio. Yeah, I'm, I'll take him. I'll take him. That's when I was like, "Oh, we must be friends," because it's the first time he's volunteered. Wait a minute, it was the it was the, the blue sh- it was the Sigma Chevy truck. Yep, good memories in that damn truck, right. boy. Yeah, damn right. Good memories uh, in the truck in '09, man. But dude, thanks for letting me get this out a little bit, America. I don't even know if I was coherent with my thoughts. I think Chris kind of balanced me out a little bit, which is sad because. Normally I'm incoherent when I'm drunk, but I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> just flabbergasted with how dumb this whole situation yep. is for these players. Like they could have won and they didn't, but it's been real, man. So man, man, take us home, Chris. So America, you know what it is. This is the end of the what's good America episode. Yeah. 20 something. Shit. I don't know. Um, like I said, we got the Facebook page up right now. What's good America hats. You can't order one of them bitches that we can hook you up with your own state on it. What's good, America? You know what I'm saying? We the merchandise game, the simulcast boys, the sheep workwares, baby. We do this sheep work huh? Go check us out on Instagram. Follow us. What's good, America? Wayne's F, baby. Cristobal Turner, Screwball Whiskey, baby. We do it all. We on every platform. Like I said, look out for the YouTube page coming. Look out for us on Spotify, which I'm gonna figure out how to make that shit work. Uh, by next week, we'll be on iTunes. So hey, Android, hey, we need to be trying to get on title. Give me some time. I'm trying to figure this shit out. Yeah, we get on oh, title. Title. Hey, title. I've been seeing some things from some of my uh, hip hop friends that are on there on title. They, hey, Jay Z, Beyonce, Beyonce. I know, I, I know what I said earlier. You still dope. Black is king. You right. Help a brother out. Anyway, give us some time. We're going to hit every platform possible. Like I said, Spotify will be on there by next week. iTunes, as soon as I can figure that shit out, we're going to be there. YouTube page, I'm going to figure out how to get all the content on there. I got the page started. I just got to get everything put on it. So everything will be What's Good America. I I am one half of that dynamic duo C-Turner. That is James Madison Walton III. We got an episode coming out on Saturday, which means it'll probably be out on Sunday. This has been episode whatever of What's Good America. And like we always say, what's good, America? What's good, America?